Hello. Hello. Oh, she's done it this time. <laughs> no. Yeah. What about Normally, I'm the one that comes out with the the crazy hello, and you're like hello. So, should we introduce ourselves? Because I think we're two nutty women. Yes. I'm thinking, who the hell are these? Nut number one is Ash, and the big walnut over here is Sal. And this is called Chai and Chips Podcast. So, what have you been up to? Anything interesting these last few days? Well, I have this morning. I was just checking on Twitter, and I was just you know scrolling through, and I came across this story of a person on a bus in Greater Manchester. And he was sitting on the bus, just minding his own business, and his face was covered. <laughs> and everybody thought, okay, right, he's got a funky mask on. But then somebody from the transport company came onto the bus, and then they realised actually it wasn't like a mask. This man actually had a snake wrapped around his face. It was a real live snake wrapped around his face. So did nobody notice when the snake hissed? <laughs> I don't know whether it hissed. Out. Well, they say here, look, a passenger who was spotted wearing the snake as a mask while travelling on a bus has been warned it is not a legitimate face covering. <laughs> what? Um, why? Well, I should think that probably air can escape between. Yeah, but the snake will bite the coronavirus and it will die with the snake venom. Yeah, other passengers thought it was just like a funky mask. A transport for Greater Manchester spokesman said, government guidance clearly states that this needn't be a surgical mask. And that passengers can make their own or wear something suitable such as a scarf or a bandana. While there is a small degree of interpretation that can be applied to this, we do not believe it extends to the use of snake skin, Aww. especially when still attached to the snake. <laughs> and so, the, <laughs> the thing is that so while the snake is in it, yes, you, you can't, can't use it. it. Nope. <laughs> so. Imagine if that snake was venomous, which I think it probably was. Not was it like a python squeezed his neck? Yes, it was actually a python. And it didn't kill him? I don't know. Maybe. Very well-behaved python, wasn't it? <laughs> well-behaved python. But the thing is, pythons can kill you, so if he doesn't have coronavirus... <laughs> He'll die of python virus? Yes, there we go. What a ding-dong. So tell me, what have you been up to? You don't even care. I've just had like... <sighs> oh my God, what's happened, Sal? It's just hard oh, to explain really hot I was I was I was minding my own business I was uh, viciously attacked viciously what happened I was attacked by a spider a huge hairy spider a spider yeah you were attacked by a spider I thought, I thought you got attacked by somebody. <laughs> it is somebody, thank you. That's discrimination against spiders. What an eight-legged somebody, but I thought you got you got attacked by somebody that had two legs. <laughs> no, no, it had eight eyes and eight legs, and it had tattoos and chains. <laughs> it's fucking hairy, man. Do you know how big it was? It's fucking huge. And, and the worst thing was, yes. I mean, it, it attacked me, and in total fright, I accidentally crushed it with my bare foot. In fright, <laughs> so you you crunched it onto the to floor. To be frank with you, yes. I, I I stepped off the step and I stepped backwards and I felt something like in the arch of my foot. And I was like, oh, a wind's probably blowing up a feather, not a feather, sorry, a, a leaf. I'll yeah. just pick it up, look down. Ah, it's a spider! And it was all scrunched up. I don't know whether it was previously deceased or was <laughs> deceased as a consequence of my actions. Had rigor mortis already set in. It looked like it because it was like this. <laughs> so I'm not sure. Whether I did the deed, however, yes, I didn't do the janaza. 
I kicked it. So you you didn't actually carry out any kind of funeral. <laughs> well, it was too late for that, really. Obviously, <laughs> it's just. I did take a photograph though. Did you? Yes, just in case the Dishnadar came. Yes. And uh, we needed to identify the corpse. Yes. <laughs> I did take a picture to say this is the last picture of your beloved. <laughs> so I'm assuming and, somewhere. And he he called for you and you remembered you all and he told you that he loved you. Just before he got, just before he went crunchy. <laughs> and it was a very honourable death. It was. He was squashed to death under my foot. Mr. Spider, we salute you. So his grave was was very sympathetically marked by my husband when he used the shark on him. It was sucked up by the vacuum. I thought that was well wrapped, to be honest. What a way to I know. <laughs> Goodbye. Can we have a, a few seconds silence for Mr. Spider? Yeah, that's too much silence now. Right. You didn't even let me have two seconds. Gosh. First of all, you killed him. I didn't you committed you committed this crime spider side yes spider side let's just make this clear i was the one who was attacked unknowingly the post-traumatic stress i'm feeling is there <laughs> any sympathy well i tried giving you some until i realized what you're done i'm waiting for the sympathy so mrs ash yes i just wanted to add a bit of variation to our, our podcast okay and keep our listeners guessing because they seem to have got far too relaxed for my liking yeah. So I thought that we'd set a bit of a riddle and we'll give the riddle right at the beginning mm -hmm. and the riddle, if I remember right, the, and, and if they're lucky at the end, if they're not lucky, I'll look gone. Okay. You have to guess as well. I okay. expect a guess from you at the end. What word in the English language does the following, the first two letters signify a male, the first three letters signify a female, the first four letters signify a great, while the entire word signifies a great woman, what is the word? You is going to be telling me about a fun fact. A fun fact. But I came but across a it story. Fun? It's a fun fact. Okay. No, it doesn't necessarily have to be fun, but yes. it's a fact. But I came across this story which is kind of tied in to this fun fact. Mm -hmm. I'll give you the fun fact at the end. Mm -hmm. But the story that I came across was, in The Independent, I came across the story of a woman who married her dog eight years ago and says that he's perfect what? for her. Yeah. I know you, you think that, you know... Like a dog that goes woof woof and runs around with a tail wagging and a tongue lolling. That same one. So you play fetch with. I wonder what she gets him to fetch. So you know how men say the dogs are the best friend? Yeah. But this woman has taken it up a notch and she said, well, you know what? Let's just take men out of the equation and he's not going to be my best friend. He's actually going to be my husband. His name's Henry and she's been married to him for eight years. And she calls him Re as a nickname because in Gaelic, Re means king, and she calls him her king. And she says, Oh, it's a marriage for life. Mm -hmm. And he's always been there for her. And I'm thinking, You know, mate, the minute you die, that dog is going to go sniffing some other bitch's ass. <laughs> he always probably does. He's a dog. He's never sniffing he's a, a dog. dog's uh, a fucking male dog's ass as well. They don't discriminate. That's how they say hello, you know. Is There's it? a group of doggies. Oh, hello. We just sniff your ass. All right, that's your hierarchy in the pack. Woof, woof. So then I don't get it when people go around kissing a dog on its mouth. Yeah, because the or last when time they let the, the dog because kiss that their baby's mouth. Because the last time that dog's used its tongue, it's probably with bollocks or its ass. But anyway, uh, can I just interject and ask a question here? Yes. Whom proposed to who? And how did the other show their assent? I... Did she offer him a dog biscuit and say, woof, woof, marry me? Or did he piddle on her foot and say, I love you? 
I don't know. She got this dog. She adopted it. So which doesn't that you make like a dog into a dog mom? Because people <gasps> she say she groomed it. She groomed the dog, and then when she couldn't get success in her other relationships, she turned to the dog. She then went ahead and got married to her dog, and she says it's a spiritual marriage because obviously it's not legal. Which leads me to the fun fact: brace yourself, Sal. Bracing. The fact is. In India, you can legally marry any animal, huh? but dogs seem to be a popular choice. People in India legally marry animals. I was watching. Oh my God, my misspent youth. Because I'm still very young. When I was a little <laughs> Sorry, younger, than, what the fuck? <laughs> You're older than me. By Let's just get that by two weeks. <laughs> not by two weeks. By a good four months. No, not by. A Listen, four lovely. Oh yes. Three months. <laughs> Let's just clarify here. When I was born, you were eating, burping, farting, and pooping in your nappy. Anywho, yes. When I was a little younger, because obviously I'm still young. I remember watching. Fuck <coughs> <Back> off. <laughs> so I remember watching Jerry Springer. Yes. And there was this episode of Jerry Springer where this guy married his pony. 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 And they comes out. They introduce him as his wife, and I think her name was Princess. Anyway, that's not that's important. That's irrelevant. That's totally irrelevant because she walks over, he snogs her, like tongue French kissing. Ah! The most oh. passionate kiss you could ever imagine. What time did Jerry Springer come on? He did used to be after the, the watershed. After the watershed. Are you sure? Yeah, because a lot of the rooms is fucking flashing it. So you know. So anywho, yes, he did that, and then basically he was talking about how he had met. This pony on her grandmother's farm, and he had been in a marriage with another horse, but she unfortunately died very young. And get this: so not only uh, he's into bestiality, he's also a paedophile. Bestiality, the person. Uh, that's too technical for me. Because he said that the other horse was too young. Well, it died young. It died young. Good. Then it was three. Been even younger. Oh God, it was three. In horse years, it was 19 probably. I'm sure so, that's animal abuse, isn't it? Of course, it's animal abuse. I mean, the worst one was when that horse died. Mm -hmm. His friend said, "You better go and get married to another horse." Now, either they were being sarcastic or they were twisted. Fuck him as he is. No, and the only thing is, though, he did then after that. You know, but it's not just that. The the, the pony, they're filming the pony next to him. Flick the tail, and he goes, "Oh, hmm, what a piece of tail." <laughs> oh God. Well, some people are into some proper weird kind of stuff. Oh, trust me, man. Whatever floats your boat, I suppose. So that was not a fun fact, So right? that was quite graphic then, wasn't it? If it was on Jerry Springer. Because I'm sure the Independent wouldn't be going to Yeah, well, I think much. we should we can post that. Oh, wasn't there another post. bit on this? Oh, it was about that Dutch lady. So there's been plenty of other cases of people marrying their pets. A woman in Lanzarote married her two cats after spitting from a partner of seven years. But is it legal there? I don't know if it's legal there, but she, I mean, I mean it's, isn't it a polygamous marriage? Well, that's the least of her worries, a polygamous marriage. She's married to two cats, I mean, what the hell? <laughs> anyway, apparently, a Dutch woman married a dog after her first husband, mm. a cat, died. So my, my concern is that, let's be open-minded, be open-minded, so. be open-minded. She doesn't discriminate. No, there's no she, prejudice there. Yeah. She'll marry a cat, a dog, and what? A mouse, and a, a mouse, and a squirrel, or a she, parrot. She, no, forget the parrot. The beak would poke. You know what she should marry? Mm. A rabbit. They'd be at it like rabbits then. So, so listen. If you fancy your neighbour's cat, all I'm going to say 
his fucking hands off. You get arrested for shit like that in the UK. Yes, please don't do that. Yes, please don't. Ash. Yes, Mrs. Al. I heard it on the grapevine yes. that uh, you were contacted by a lady who was in dire, dire need yeah. of your assistance. Yes, can you hear me? Yes, she Shuffling was in dire, my papers. She was in dire need and she approached you for your assistance because she believed that we had the records experience and knowledge. As obviously we are such experienced senior, well I'm a senior professor, doctor, something, and you are my <laughs> assistant. So. I'm a professor doctor as well. It's, well I'm, I'm a doctor one. professor. Professor doctor. Superintendent first class. <laughs> oh, I'm a super Nintendo. <laughs> you could be. You could be or you could be a Commodore 64. You've obviously had a lady who's come to us for our advice. And I thought this time around we'll hand it over to Professor Dr. Sal, senior, sorry, to handle this mushvara. Mushvara is basically when somebody comes and seeks out advice. We've been sent this problem by a lovely lady who has emailed us. And as you know, I don't know how the email works and how the internet works. Well, that's a fib. You told us last week. Uh, what did I say? You told me that email is like some post that a pigeon poops on and then it becomes email. Yeah, they, you need to listen to our last podcast if you haven't done so already to understand what that reference means. So you need to get into podcast number eight. Eight, yeah, eight. Where, where Ash has a pigeon toffee apple. Okay, we'll carry on. We'll move along. We'll we'll leave that hanging and you need to go back and you need to listen to that and you'll understand. So here comes are you are you ready? I have my professor. I have my doctor professor hat on. You really do this. I do this time. You're looking very smart. I'm always smart, why are you so surprised? I am of course. Never just take a compliment. I am a senior (laughs) professor after all. Yes, you are. Dear Ash and Sal, I'm reaching out to you having heard your unique advice. I myself am in a unique situation which requires such depth of understanding. Myself and my husband have been happily married for a little over six years. Well done. We met at university and fell in love. We come from very different backgrounds. He is from an affluent family with ties to the British aristocracy, whereas I am the only child of a lollipop lady and a school janitor. (laughs) That's a jolly janitor. Yeah. Lollipop lady. Yeah. So what is she then? A lollipater or something? I mean, what? <laughs> what? Is that fucking... Why are you insulting the people that are writing in? I am not insulting them. <laughs> she's made her. She's made a lollipater. Good, she's made good good of herself. She's managed to get herself into university. Compose yourself, professor. It's composed. Right. I do apologize. Okay. For From what? The beginning, are you apologizing for me? You are. Are you apologizing to me? I'm not apologising to you, Dr. Professor Sal. I'm apologising to, to the Georgina. lovely lady, Georgia. Thank you so much for mentioning her name. Oh, did you remain anonymous? It is not Mrs. Letitia. What? Georgina. <laughs> Letitia, <laughs> Letitia <laughs> to Georgina. <laughs> anyway. You are going to find out why one of us is going to land up dead soon. Why? Because didn't I just tell you she's related to the British aristocracy? Why did you tell me for? I did. Oh, did you? I was thinking about, I was thinking about the janitor. Okay. Someone is going to land up and then we're going to wake up in the morning and we're going to find a horse's head in our bed. 
Then one of us is going to die in an accident. I don't want to marry a horse. No one's asking you to you marry him. Get away from that. The I horse's see. head is from the Godfather. Never mind. It was a Godfather reference. From the beginning, my mother-in-law took an instant dislike to me. She constantly makes snide remarks just out of his earshot about how rich she is and how better suited my husband was to his past high society girlfriends and drops in liberally how beautiful and intelligent they were. She will ensure she invites a lot of his female friends in, particularly his ex-girlfriend, to her numerous pompous soirees just so she can make digs at me. She sounds like a right little, you know, what I'm doing. Recently, she held such an evening at her house, knowing full well that I was feeling quite poorly. I had a cold and the onset of a migraine. It must be some kind of a sinus issue, which is becoming chronic. I didn't want to go, but knew that if I didn't go, my husband wouldn't either. Then that would be another bone of contention between myself and her. My husband is lovely and has always assured me that he sees what his mother is trying and I should just ignore it. Anyway, I took a couple of paracetamols and thought I'd be brave and face the witch. Mid-evening, my headache was escalating and I needed something stronger. My husband told me to go lay down in the guest bedroom for a while. As I walked into the bedroom, the bathroom door was ajar and I caught a glimpse of the mirror and to my horror, I witnessed my father-in-law in a very, let's say, unchristian position with a lady on the bathroom floor. The plot thickens. He was too busy and noisy to notice me and I snuck back out. I came back downstairs. I told my husband I needed to leave immediately and go to my own bed. Without question, he agreed and we left. I felt awful for my husband. The lady doing the do was actually an old girlfriend of his and incidentally the same one my mother-in-law keeps inviting to her parties unknowingly. Part of me says I should let it slide as my father-in-law has been nothing but sweet and kind towards me and he deserves someone to give him attention to. My monster, I mean mother-in-law, has always been violent, condescending towards him. I think it's a bit of a habit of hers. But my conscience keeps poking me. No one deserves to be cheated on like that. My headaches have increased drastically with worry, ladies. I turn to you. What should I do? It's a serious one, Dr. Professor Sal. So many threads. So well, many problems. The issue here... Yes. ...is that obviously she... I mean, she's come to us yes. because we have such a wealth of experience, such a wealth of knowledge. And I think she knows that she's going to get such fantastic practical advice yes that's really going to resolve the issue yes I agree that's about as far as I've gone <laughs> right <laughs> <Sorry>. so so <laughs> anyway yes obviously her mother-in-law has obviously an issue with her wealth because she's just got so much money yes. now she keeps throwing the fact that she's got money in her face yes. I actually think she doesn't have that much money why, why do you think that? It's reverse psychology. I've got so much money, I'm loaded. Look at where we come from in society. You know, a lot of these people from aristocracy, money is just on the surface. Underneath, they probably got holes in their shoes and a leaky roof and probably reused last week's tea bags. How do you know? Well, they have those same houses in the generations for generations, really, don't they? Yeah, well, I suppose if she has got loads of money, then maybe she'd go wealth. Go to this wealth management companies and just manage her wealth. We digress. <laughs> yes. Well, anyway. So that's the point. Yeah. So anyway, whilst we're talking, look, I made notes. 
Yes, you were. Yeah, the only problem was I can't read my notes. (laughs) (laughs) You were pretty silent as I was telling you all of this. I thought that some bits would have shocked you, but I got nothing wrong. Well, no, because I was making notes and obviously being... Busy desk, scribbling. uh, I don't don't scribble, I write gorgeously. But being as senior as I am, I don't need to respond halfway through. Anyway, I mean, I do note that she has a sinus problem, which is quite blatant. I mean, using something like Sudafed and Buttercup would help. I mean, if it's really, really serious, then maybe something like Lemsip. But I always prefer the lemon one rather than the black currant one. The lemon one is a little bit too strong for me. Is it? Yeah. It is, yeah. So So she does probably need some kind of decongestant and probably some steaming that helps. Yeah, I mean, I was thinking that perhaps she should rub a bit of... Vicks vapor rub on her chest before she goes into the soiree. Yeah. She should have done. Well, no, she done that is so nice. You could probably help her out then. It could help her out, but that would lead to something else really that is beyond the remit of my advice giving at this stage. Yeah. So what I would suggest is that in that case, really, she should have had some forethought and thought, I'm going in. I'm not very well. It's reasonably foreseeable that I will get ill, so I really need to wear some Vicks vapor rub. So she should have really done that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that being the problem. I mean, moving along to obviously the issue with a father-in-law. Yeah. I'm sorry, but talk Maybe about jumping should, to conclusions. He should actually be locking doors, really, shouldn't he? See, they, that's the difference between you and I. That's why I'm the senior professor. Yes. Because you're jumping to conclusions. Conclusion being something's gone. She could have dropped a contact lens on the floor. Oh, yes. They could, she could have dropped a contact lens on the floor. Mm-hmm. And he could have been helping her. And then they could have tripped over. Yes. And it could have looked like something else. Yes. It could have been a thousand innocent explanations. That is so true. It, and maybe she is looking at it through some kind of blinkers on because already she wasn't feeling well. She wasn't feeling very well. She, she was probably, probably off her head. Yeah, she was meds. probably yeah overdosed on the Sudafed and probably yeah. swigged a couple of ounces of buttercup. And probably you know. some brandy as well. Yeah, probably. And she was probably really annoyed at her mother-in-law. And she saw things that weren't there. Any number of innocent things could have happened. Maybe she lost 50 pence on the floor and he was having a look. You don't know. Yeah, Nobody as you knows. said already, these people that are very, very rich aren't really that rich and every 50p counts. That, well, every penny counts as well. Every penny counts. In any event, yeah. even if he was tripping the light fantastic, talk about voyeurism. What the hell was she doing? Look well, she, did ask, she did say that she snuck After she had a good eye fall. Well, she couldn't exactly avoid it, could she? Well, yeah, I mean, really, to be honest with you, it's her father-in-law. Mm-hmm. She has a responsibility to him. What's the responsibility? She has a responsibility. What, to share her Vicks with him? <laughs> Maybe he was looking for, he was using Vicks and he slipped. On the Vicks. On the Vicks. And he got it on his dingle dangle. I didn't imagine the It's going to burn if he gets it. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. So, anyway. And the lady was helping him out. By putting the Vicks no, on his chest. Maybe he slipped and she was holding him up and then she slipped Depends. and then he fell on top of her. Right. How did you know he fell on top of her? Maybe she fell on top or of him. Or maybe she fell on top of him. Either way, somebody fell on top of each other and... We assume because we, we assume. were there and she hasn't described it. Getting to the point, as his daughter-in-law and as a responsible adult, if she thought they were in this unchristian position was to go in and ask if they were practicing safe sex she should have done that can you imagine if he's been dingling his dangle and then goes and dingles his dangle with the mother-in-law he'll be passing on whatever she's got which is syphilis or measles dingling or his dangle. <laughs> i'm sorry so dingling his dangle and he used that same dingle dangle on the mother in law. Yes. She could probably catch the flu and coronavirus. So, you know. Is it? Can you? I don't know. Does it spread? 
maybe I don't, we should maybe, put masks maybe on Maybe if he landed on the contact lens with his dingle dangle and she was asymptomatic, yes. then the contact lens may have got on him and he infected her. And they're both elderly. They could pop their clogs and all because she was enjoying... Her husband would end up being an orphan all because she didn't stop her father-in-law and... From tripping the light fantastic. And protected him. Yeah. So shame on you, Georgina, Letitia, Bakley. Oh, sorry. What was your name? Look, let's put it like this. Even if it is diddling that woman. Yeah. The point is, though, clearly the wife isn't doing anything for him. Clearly she's sucked up all prune. Maybe she sucked up prune. Sorry, what was that, Professor? I'm saying clearly she's a... She's a sucked up all prune, all wrinkled, and I dry. Know. Well, clearly, if he's How doing... How is it clearly? Well, a woman who interferes in another woman's marriage, i.e. by introducing her married son to some Excellent. strumpet yes. who's willing to boink with everybody who picks up a dropped contact lens off the ground, yes. then clearly she's a sucked up old prune okay. and it's got nothing better it to do. It would reflect, probably. Her personality, yes. Yeah, her personality so clearly she's a sucked up old prune and her disapproval means that he's very intimidated by her... Maybe so, she should recommend some marriage counselling for them. So to sum up, Dr. Professor... I haven't even started. I haven't oh, even finished yet. No, <laughs> I haven't even finished yet. Getting back to the point, maybe she should confront her father and say, look, mate, I saw you diddling that witch on the pretext of looking for her dropped toothpaste so piece or the contact lens. Story. Huh? She's made up this whole story about the contact lens. Well, okay then. Let's be honest then. Maybe it wasn't a contact lens. Okay. Maybe they were tripping the light fantastic. Okay. Maybe she should approach her father and say, look, I don't need to know whether you were looking for a lost contact lens, whether you were looking for her dropped tampon, or whether you were doing the boinky boinky. I don't need to know that. So even if he was helping her look for these items, or even if he was diddling her, the whole point here is that maybe she should approach him and say, look, dearest father-in-law, we all have needs, and I appreciate that you were exercising your discretion as an adult and doing what adults do but i know and i saw it so you need to intervene with your wife and make sure she don't treat me like doggy doo doo because if ah so she could be using her father-in-law yeah to 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 act as a foil yes and if that doesn't work you know i wouldn't really dob the father-in-law in because he seems to be nice yeah you don't want to do that so use your position with your father-in-law to help your situation and she needs to say look you need to interject between me and your old prune of a wife because clearly she disapproves clearly being the daughter of a lollipop lady and a janitor is very hard for her to swallow i might be queen of puns at the moment but she needs to sort herself out finally if he doesn't do it she can't be the mean person and drop a minute but it does look like to me clearly in the relationship between her and her husband that he doesn't wear the trousers. I think she wears the white fronts. Did you know what's happened, Dr. Professor? You have said so much and offered so much advice. I haven't finished yet. It has been. <laughs> it's become yet. so convoluted, even though I'm a bit confused. Don't worry, I will summarise for you in the end. I'm this is so what confused happens. This is what happens advice. when you become so senior. It's frightening. It's clear that in this relationship between her and her husband, she wears the white fronts. So what she needs to do is if her husband doesn't intervene and defend her and say, look, mom, you need to stop bringing these trumpets and encourage me to meet with these trumpets. If he doesn't do that, then she needs to stand up, confront her mother-in-law and say, look, you, if you don't sort yourself out, I is going to rearrange your face like a Rubik's Cube 
So Georgina Letitia Bately should threaten her mother-in-law and say that she is going to rearrange your face. Is your advice? Am I hearing this right, Dr. Professor Sal? No, you're hearing it incorrectly. Oh, sorry. I am so afraid to ask you to summarise again. I will summarise again. Oh, please don't, Dr. Professor. In any event, Georgina Letitia Bentley, whatever your face is, <laughs> Jane Doe, Jane Doe, Okay. <laughs> You've heard our advice. You need to put it into practical use. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think she understood it. Oh, good God. I don't think I, I understood it. <laughs> Obviously, you're a junior. The advice is as follows. Would you please give it to me in just three sentences? <laughs> First of all, the pseudofed and cup are very good to get rid of all the snotty bogies. Also, I find that blackcurrant lemon also does the trick. And if that doesn't work, then I suggest rubbing lots of Vicks Vapor everywhere. Yes. In terms of the father-in-law, how dare you come to such a conclusion that he's tripping like fantastic and, and you know, sort of uh, dangling his dingle dangle everywhere. That's just disgusting. Dingling his dangle. Yeah, dingling his dangle. It's disgusting. He could have been looking for that two pence that she dropped or maybe even looking for a drowned down contact lens. That's disgusting. But even if that was not the case and he was tripping the light fast, fantastic and flashing the dangleberries, then it was her job as a reasonable adult to go in there and say, look, lovely, you need to be practicing safe sex because that dangleberry is dipping in there. You can be dipping it over somewhere else. And that woman you can be dipping it in is my husband's mom. So, you know, you need to sort yourself out, love. Then she said to him, look, mate, I seed you and what you did. So... I don't think the aristocracy quite <laughs> speak like that. But that's mine. When you become so senior like me, okay, language sorry, language is no longer exists. No. So she said, look, I saw you trick the light fantastic with that little strumpet over there. Yes. So who did she say this to? The father-in-law. Okay. Are you clearly deaf? Where's the laughter about to? So she needs to say, look, I seed you and I know what you did. So you need to jump in and intercede with your missus each time she insults me. If that doesn't work... Then she needs to strap up with the wife friends and go to the mother-in-law and say, listen, love, if you don't shut your up, I'm going to rearrange your face like a fucking Rubik's Cube. And I'll use my mum's lollipop on it. We trust this was very helpful. If there is any further queries arising as a consequence of my advice, please don't hesitate to email us again, where we will have no difficulty in providing you further edification and putting, pointing you in the right direction. You're welcome and thank you very much. Thank you so much, Dr. Professor Sal. Now I understand why you were the senior one. I, I I have been moved by the advice that you've given. I know. Today. My years of experience are showing. Well, my months of experience are showing. No, it was it was amazing advice. And you did, I think you tackled each point. I wouldn't say concisely exactly. But you definitely did tackle each point. Remarkably, with a lot of detail. <clears throat> so she can't say that we didn't respond. We She can't say that we didn't respond. Right. So thank you so much for your email uh, Georgina Letitia Bentley 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 whatever your name is sorry I do apologise so After oh the doctors are all off they're all off I show the doctors left <laughs> bye bye see you see you bye the phone they're terrible you know they're so snooty honestly they make us get off the chairs <laughs> terrible good riddance do you have a lame joke four men are in the hospital waiting room because their wives are having babies a nurse goes up to the first chap and says congratulations you're the father of twins. That's odd answer to mine. I work for Minnesota Twins. A nurse said to the second guy, congratulations, you're the father of triplets. That's weird, answers the second man. I work for the 3M company. Okay. A nurse tells a third man, congratulations, 
you're the father of quadruplets? That's strange, he answers. I work for the Four Seasons Hotel. The last man is groaning and banging his head against the wall. What's wrong, the others ask? I work for Seven Up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh no, shit. God, imagine having that many babies to change the diapers off. Oh, no, at one time. And wah, wah, in the middle of the night. Of course. <laughs> right then, Sal, we are now heading over to our Fittimore Award. Yay! Yay! And it's the ninth one now. Woohoo! For the Awesome. Awesome. And fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> so the Fittimore Award is an award that we give to a person, an act, or what is it? Something somebody's done which is totally stupid. Yeah, it could be an action, it could be a person, it could be something that is completely and utterly stupid or idiotic. Yeah. And they deserve they deserve a slap in the face, really, but we give them this award, which is this prestigious, fantastically wonderful Fittimore Award, which people fight for. Yes. Yeah. Uh, we don't just give them out willy-nilly. Yeah, we know. you got to earn it in this place. Yes. <clears throat> so this week, our Fittimore Award goes to Bobby Leach. Now, Bobby Leach was a famous Victorian daredevil and a stuntman who, on July the 25th, 1911, attempted to go over the Niagara Falls in a barrel. Niagara Falls? Niagara Falls in a in barrel. In a barrel, man? Uh, uh, I wouldn't even go into a puddle with a barrel. This guy's going to Niagara Falls. And the thing is though, so many people have died there and why why would you even want to do that? But then it does say that he was a bit of a daredevil. He had a mental illness as well, I think. Okay. But anyway, moving along. And the person who tried to do it before him was a woman. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> Amazingly, he survived, but only just. He spent six months in hospital recovering from injuries he sustained during the fall, which he clocked up quite a few of. Mm -hmm. Amongst the list, he suffered from Two broken kneecaps and a fractured jaw. Flipping Exactly. He cancelled his own kneecaps, basically. Wow. He completed the fall alive, which meant he was the first man ever to successfully do the stunt and miraculously he made a full recovery. So, you'd think he would take it easy after that. Mm -hmm. No. Bobby was either fearless or flipping stupid. Flipping stupid. I was going to say, I'd rather think it's the latter. <laughs> He went on to attempt to swim the infamous rapids at the Niagara Whirlpool. Okay. He failed, not once, not twice, but three times. Why You'd three think times? he would have given up. I know, why? <laughs> Old Bob was persistent. Yeah, you said that again. <laughs> God, God, gotta give him that. Okay. So each time he had to be rescued. And there's a pattern developing here. Then this hero thought he would go on a world tour and cash in on his Niagara Falls stunt, which made, <laughs> which made him so famous. Did it really? Are you just being sarcastic? <laughs> no, no, it did actually, because really? he was the first man to successfully do well, this. Why have I never heard of him? I well, you do now. You've heard of him now, oh, haven't true. you? Bobby Leach, remember that. So on the 26th of April 1926, he ended up on the other side of the world in Auckland, New Zealand. His end wasn't what you'd think it would be. Let's do a tally. He survived the Niagara Falls and the rapids three times he kissed death and came back every time. Mm. So, this thrill seeker extraordinaire met his demise in an extraordinary way. Go on. For him anyway. Okay. Whilst walking, he slipped on an orange peel, broke his leg, which became infected with gangrene and had to what? have it amputated, which led to sepsis and then to his death. What a way to go. So everyone, the Fittimore Award goes to...
Oh man! Oh, oh, uh, Bobby! Oh me! Flipping out, man, I'm drenched. This is in honor of Bobby, isn't I'm it? I'm gonna stuck some armbands on you. <laughs> what the hell? Bobby Leach, who played peekaboo with death all his life and ended up dying by slipping on an orange peel. Fit him. Fit him. What a way to go, Bobby. Fit him, would you thought of? Fit him. And well done. Ash. Yes. An orange fucking peel. No. A fucking. Uh, how much of a fucking anticlimax? You know, like a daredevil. You want to go out like fucking jumping into the a Niagara crazy mountain? Falls, Niagara Falls couldn't kill him. No. And the repeats couldn't kill him to the point where he had to actually be rescued three times and put so many other people's lives in danger. The plonker. And he's fucking like done by his. And whilst walking, peel. he's gone and slipped on an orange peel. Not even a banana peel that normally people say that they slipped orange on. Orange peel. So that brings that to an end. Right. So before you go in and give us the answer to your riddle, Sal, mm-hmm. can we just inform everybody of our. Facebook page, which is Charge Podcast. Our Instagram page, which is Chai underscore N underscore podcast. Podcast, okay. Did we say that right? No. Chai underscore N underscore chips. chips. <laughs> podcast. Yeah. Podcast. It's a bit late, people. Sorry, we do apologise. Yes. And if you would like to email us with any suggestions, and I shall now hand over to Sal. Who is waiting here to give us the answer to, to our, our riddle. riddle? So we'll just run through it one more time. What word in English language does the following? The first two letters signify a male. The first three letters signify a female. The first four letters signify a great. While the entire word signifies a great woman. What is the word? I know you guessed it, Ash, so just drop it. Heroine. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> So, guys, so, I hope you loved catching up with us. We certainly enjoyed catching up with you. That was an awesome chat. Mrs. It was a, a very good talk. Should we go and wash our mugs now? Let's go wash our mugs. And thank you all for coming and taking part. Yeah. Cheerio, toodle pip, and ta ta. Bye bye. Bye.